Thank you, Father. Ooh, hallelujah. Go to Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13. Hallelujah. So when you get a, the thing is when you you get you step into faith about what God has promised, it will produce two things in your life. It will produce joy and it will produce peace. Yes. Amen. See, as we continue to build on this week after week and things happen that, that when we talk about supernatural increase or we're talking about that we're talking about change or, and or uh, manifestation. And we're ta- when you, we get a hold of that as a church body and a church family, and you're like out on the edge of your seat with an expectation that, hey, I'm showing up to church today because I'm going to see a miracle, Richard. I'm going to see a miracle, Leif. I'm going to see a miracle, Philip. I I'm, I'm, can't wait to get here. There's an expectation. Let there be an expectation every day when you wake up that, hey, hey, I'm going to see increase today. I'm going to see increase today. I'm going to see increase today. Be increase-minded. Not defeat-minded. Not, not, hey, well, this is just another day. No, it's a day of increase. There was a word that Dr. Savelle released into us as a staff years years back. And I want to say it may have been 2005 maybe. And he, he talked about every day is a blessing day. Yeah. Every day a blessing day. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Go online, and, go online and, get that, go and get that message. Go to jsmi.org and download that, those messages. Every day a blessing day. But can you really be honest? How many days do you wake up with that in your thoughts because we're, we're, we, we, we can't separate what we hear in church on Sunday and just go about the rest of our life Monday through Saturday we have to if it's going to be if this is going to be something we step into it has to become a part of our life and the word needs to come to a place where it shifts our priorities where, where we, we allow the word to shift our priorities. Now, we're going to read here Matthew chapter 13. And uh, you can see similar stories in Luke chapter 8. You can see it in Mark chapter 4. But it's a familiar story to us as you've been coming to heritage. And, 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 and Jesus really deals with it. And he says, if you can understand this parable, you can get a hold of all parables. If you can understand this principle. But I just don't want to deal with the... Just the part of the story about the different types of soil. I'm not going to go into great detail with those. And we'll bring those up in just a moment. But I want to lay a foundation for what I believe the Holy Spirit desires us to receive this morning. To to really get a hold of this prophetic word. This supernatural increase. And thank you, Father. Before I get the word, let's, let's pray for Dr. Savell. He's, he's ministering in Iowa tonight. Amen. Let's pray over him. Father, we thank you for our apostle, our founding pastor. Father, I thank you as he is ministering in Tommy, Pastor Tommy Roberts' church tonight in Iowa. I thank you that you strengthen him, you empower him, and you equip him with a word in season specific to that church body. I thank you that as he releases a word in season, not only will it change that church, but I believe it will change the entire community. So we thank you for it. We thank you for divine protection and peace surrounding him as he travels 
today and tomorrow. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Anytime it's on your heart to pray for him or pray for or Miss Carolyn or uh, Ned and myself and other leadership in the church, do it. We need your, we need your agreement. We need your prayers. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 13, verse 9. It says, Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. And the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak unto them in parables? He answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you, say you, You. to know the mysteries of the kingdom. Say the mysteries of the kingdom. So the disciples are asking this question, and, and he says, Jesus says, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And it's kind of like, okay, what does that mean? That, th- this is, th- these couple verses here, you know, sometimes when you read scriptures and you're kind of like, okay, what do you mean by that, Lord? What do you, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Well, I got ears. <laughs> well, I, I mean, everyone there had ears. But there was an issue just because they had he- ears didn't mean they heard what they needed to hear. Or did they understand what they were hearing? Nor did they see what needed. Remember, you know, when Dr. Bill brought this up, that, that when you hear something, it paints a picture. You can't, se- you can't separate hearing from, from seeing. When you, you hear something, then you can get a picture. Just like if I say dog, you, you, what you see in pictures, right? And so understanding these things. But he says, he goes, unto you is giving to know the mysteries of the kingdom. Wow. So Jesus was telling the disciples that they had the right to receive the mysteries of the kingdom. What is a mystery? A mystery is something that is hidden. It's something that may um, not, not only some people can see it. If you really look this word mysteries up, it's kind of like a, it, it talks about how it's given to specific ones that understand a religious right. And right is R-I-T-E, meaning, meaning it's kind of like if you are part of a certain club, there's a secret knock. You know, it's like just knock three times and that's the secret knock. So the mystery is, is there's a lot of people that want to get inside that room, but do they know the knock? So when it refers to this word mysteries, it's, that's what it's referring to. Meaning there's things that people have a right to, but not everyone understands what they have a right to. And there's a lot of church going people that are believers that are going to heaven, but they're limited in their understanding what they have a right to. And they sit back and they just said, well, if God wants me to have this, then he'll just let that happen. No, that's not, that's not how it happened with Abraham. God said, I will go to a mountain that I will show you. It wasn't just sit back and, and do nothing. No, it was get up and do something and I'm going to bless you as you go. So these mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them, it is not given. For whosoever hath, now this is the scripture that used to confuse me. Whosoever hath, to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. More abundance. Say more abundance. abundance. Now I got confused because I had this idea that if I, that okay, because I I wasn't reading everything in context, so I'm reading this and I'm going, 
All right, he who has will have more and he who doesn't have will be taken away from him. I'm like, God, that's not fair. <laughs> I'm broke. So does that mean that I don't get anything and you're going to keep giving it to that person? Come on. But you have to understand what does the person have? See, he who has, he who has, now you could say he who has ears, or he who has the mysteries of the kingdom. See, if you look at that, it says, it says, because it's been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom. So Adrian, if I just gave you the mysteries of the kingdom, then now what do you have? Okay, so then now let's read the next verse. For whosoever has. See, Adrian's got the mysteries of the kingdom. And because he has the mysteries of the kingdom, to him, to the one that has the mysteries of the kingdom, shall be given and he shall have more abundance. So there's something about understanding the mysteries of the kingdom that's going to produce abundance in your life. You see, the people that don't have the mysteries of the kingdom are going to all, always hit a lid in their abundance. But here, we have ears to hear, we have eyes to see, and hearts to understand the mysteries of the kingdom. Because when we have the mysteries of the kingdom, it will cause us to operate in what? More abundance. Now, let me read this and read that in the Amplified. It says, and whoever has spiritual knowledge, to him will be more given and he will be furnished richly so that he will have abundance. So it's understanding these mysteries of the kingdom that's going to cause us to walk in increase. My life is so much better than it was 27 years ago. Not because Justin was so good. Because Justin was so smart or because Justin just worked so hard. My life has increased because I got a hold of and understood the mysteries of the kingdom. And as I got a hold of the mysteries of the kingdom, all of a sudden it, 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 it started bringing change to my life. I'm not in the same place. Financially, I'm not in the same place wisdom-wise. I'm not in the same place how I think. I'm not in the same place in my character. I'm not in, my, in the same place on how I love people. I'm not in the same place. Why? Because the mysteries of the kingdom have come on the, down on the inside of me and has directed my actions. And as they've directed my actions, it's caused me to live at a higher place than where I was 27 years ago. All because of the mysteries of the kingdom. Now, if we keep reading here, for the sake of time, let's look at verse 15. He says, for this people's heart is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their ears they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes. Hallelujah. Lest at any time they should see with their eyes. So their heart waxed gross, they're dull of hearing, and their eyes they've closed. Lest at any time they should see with their eyes. Meaning they have the, there's this covering, there's something over them and they can't see. What can't they see? The mysteries of the kingdom. Because if they, their eyes are open to it, remember, lest at any time. Meaning if at one time they could, their eyes could be open, they could hear with their ears or they should understand with a heart, 
Hallelujah. And should be converted, I could heal them. I should, I would heal them. So, meaning, if they could see something, if they could hear something, and if they could understand something, I, they could be converted. Another word for converted is to be reformed or transformed. And the word healed here means to make whole. So he's saying, if they could just hear the right thing, if they could just see the right thing, and if they could understand the right thing, I could bring transformation to their lives and I could make them whole. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I could make them whole. But all the, both of these things, all these things being made whole or transformed are based on how you see, how you hear, and how you understand. The what? The mysteries of the kingdom. Thank you, Father. Oh, Father, we open our eyes and we open our hearts. We open our ears to hear the mysteries of the kingdom. Let me, let me keep staying on this for a moment. Now, let's go to verse 18. Now, remember, he, he's, he's, this is all has to do with the same thing. Verse 18 says, Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. Hear the parable of the sower. So you could say, hear the mysteries of the kingdom. Hallelujah. No, we, we need to read verse 17. He says, verse 17 says, For verily I say to you that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which you see and have not seen them, and to hear those things which you hear and have not heard them. So hear ye therefore the parable of the sower, or hear the mystery of the kingdom. See, there was a lot of people that wanted to hear what they heard, what we hear, but they haven't. They weren't able to. Prophets, Isaiah, the ones that have gone before us, they wanted to, they wanted to hear the mysteries of the kingdom. They were limited in their understanding. But Jesus said, it's been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom. So hear the parable of the sower. Now let's look at verse 19. When anyone heareth what? The word of the kingdom. So if he's giving the word of the kingdom, then he's telling us what? Mysteries of the kingdom. Right. And understands it not. Then cometh the wicked one. Now, I, I don't want to preach on each type of soil this morning, but I want you to see this. What's being so, sown are the mysteries of the kingdom. And because they didn't understand it, the enemy stole it. We know the next one, it was sown on stony ground, right? And because of the, the, the pressures and because of different things that came, it choked what? The mysteries of the kingdom. Because you look at verse 20, it says, but he that receives the seed. Well, what's the seed? The mysteries of the kingdom. Verse 22, he also received seed. What's the seed? Mysteries of the kingdom. And it said the thorns, the cares of this life, the deceitfulness of riches that come in and it chokes what? The mysteries of the kingdom. See, the enemy is all, always out for you to not see what you need to see, to not hear what you need to hear. Because if you really see what he wants you to see, and if you really hear what he wants you to hear, and really understand what he wants you to understand, it's going to cause us to walk in number 23. But he that receives seed into good ground. He that receives the mystery of the kingdom in good ground is he that heareth the word and what understands the word 
which also beareth fruit and brings forth 30, 60, and 100 fold. That sounds like increase to me. That sounds like increase to me. So when we receive that word in good ground and we can hear it and we understand it, it will cause supernatural increase. Tell you, this is, this is, this is for us to step into as a church. 2020, God is opening a new door to bring about supernatural increase like never before. Hallelujah. Brother Copeland said, it's a year of change and manifestation. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. So we're going to have to come to a place where we start seeing things differently, hearing things differently, understanding things. I don't know about you, but I want to know the mysteries of the kingdom. You know what? If I'm going to live in my own, in my own thinking, my thinking is limited. And it doesn't matter to me how many degrees you might have behind your name. You will always be limited. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say no limits. No boundaries. I see increase all around me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Give him a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, we, we see it all in the Word. We see... Thank you, Father. Go to, go to Isaiah 51. Isaiah 51. And we see this in the Word. If you think about it with Moses, Moses hears from God in a burning bush. Here he was. He was, he was tending sheep in the wilderness for 40 years. God shows up and speaks a word to him. Now he's just a, he's just a, a shepherd. And God speaks a word into him. That totally changes his perspective. Totally changes his perception. And all of a sudden now he's been looking at sheep every day. And all of a sudden he turns around, turns aside and he sees a burning bush. God gives him a word. And he's telling him what a, because remember any word is what, it's something that's coming from the mystery of the kingdom. It's something that God wants Moses to know so Moses can walk in it to not only cause him to walk in a greater place to fulfill his destiny, but also to cause him to go and set an entire people free. We see it with David, that God, that God had a word from, from a prophet that goes and anoints David, who later becomes the, the, the king of Israel. So I would think that if you were a shepherd boy at one time, that was an outcast by your family, and all of a sudden now you're leading the whole nation, I would call that increase. I would call that supernatural increase. I mean, I look at my life. God took this, this dyslexic uneducated, who didn't care about God at all and caused him to be a pastor in Crowley, Texas. Who couldn't get up and speak in front of anyone, but now I do it every week. That's supernatural increase. 
See, get your eyes off, off, off monetary things. When he says increase, it's increasing every way, every way, every way, every way, every way. I'm breaking out on every side. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you got to get to this. You got to get to a place where, where the house you live in can't contain you. You have to get to a place where, the, where, where what you've received from God for your job, your job can't contain you. They have to promote you. You have to get to you where your city can't contain you. Hallelujah. I'm getting to where this building can't contain us. See, it's when you understand increase and you understand that you're not satisfied with where you're at. You don't be confined by your heritage, your race, your financial status, and where you came. That's a lie of the enemy. And you need to see the mysteries of the kingdom that God doesn't care what race you are, where you came from, how much people failed you in your past. Hey, you have a right to increase. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And we see this all throughout Scripture. And let's look at, look at this in Isaiah 51. Verse 1 in the Amplified, it says, Hearken to me. Hearken to me. The word hearken is what listen. What we hear, what we see, what we understand, right? Hearken to me, you who follow after righteousness and justice. Do you desire to please God? Do you desire to be in the will of God? So he's talking to you. He's talking to his people. He wants you to... Hearken. Hearken is not just hearing. Hearkening is hearing and doing. So hearken to me, you who follow after rightness and justice. You who seek and inquire the Lord. Claiming him by necessity and by right. Man, are you seeking the Lord? Man. We dealt with that back early in October. Man, just having a hunger after God. Thank you, Father. Then he says, look to the rock. So now he, he wants not just hear something, not just to seek something, but now he says, he says, look to the rock to which you were hewn and to the hole in which the quarry from which you were dug. What's he mean? He means look to my intended purpose. Because this was my intended purpose. Look, he goes, the, from where you were done. Look where I brought you out of. I brought you out of Egypt. You were in a quarry. You were digging stones to build buildings for your enemy. So look to where I brought you from. All right, you want to look a little bit more? Let's go farther, a little farther back. You, you don't want to look at that and look at Moses? Well, let's go a little farther back and let's look at Abraham. The one that you hold to, the one that you talk about all the time, your father, so to speak. So he says, look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah who bore you. For I called him when he was but one, and I blessed him and made him many. Now think, he goes, look to Abraham. I called him when he was just uno, but I blessed him and I made him mucho. <laughs> That's all the Spanish you're getting this morning. Other than that, it's taco or burrito. That's all I got for you. But the point is, is look to Abraham, the one, and Sarah, the one who bore you. Look to him because when he was just one, 
I made him many. Now think about it. This was way before Jesus. What can God make out of you? What can God do in you? Look to the rock. See this. Because why? I want you to see the mysteries of the kingdom. Abraham was just one. But I'm telling you, I, I, I blessed him. See, there's things that God can do in your life that will cause other people to look at your life and say, how did that happen to you? How is that taking place in you? How did you get there? Why did God do that for you? See, it's not about looking at why it's not happening. It's about hearing and looking at the mysteries of the kingdom. Thank you, Father. Verse 3 says, For the Lord will comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places, and he will make her a wilderness like Eden, and her desert like the garden of the Lord. Now think about that. And he will make her wilderness like the Eden. That sounds like increase. See, God wants to take, you might feel like you're in a wilderness, but I'm telling you, he wants to make it look like Eden. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. And her desert like the garden of the Lord. Wow. This this is what I will make. For the Lord will comfort Zion. Who's Zion? It's the church. Man. And gladness will be found in Zion. Thanksgiving in the voice of song and the instrument of praise. Verse 4, listen to me. See, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Listen to me, O my people, and give ear to me, O my nation, for a divine law, or you could say a mystery of the kingdom, will go forth from me, and I will establish my justice for a light to the nation. My rightness and my justice are near. My salvation is going forth. My salvation is going forth. This, listen to this. Listen to this, my people. Hallelujah. My rightness and my justice are near. My salvation is going forth. My arms shall rule the people. The islands, get this, shall wait for and expect me. And on my arm shall they trust and wait with hope. Mm. Hallelujah. Look to Abraham. Then listen. My arm isn't short. Listen, 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 and wait with hope. Listen and wait with hope. This is all about an expectation. See, when you see something and you hear something and you understand the mysteries of the kingdom, all of a sudden now it brings an expectation that this is not just going to happen for them, but it's going to happen for me. It's going to happen for me. It's going to happen for me. Say this, it's going to happen for me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Go to Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 11. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Now, I want to make a statement to you. Because one thing to understand that For Abraham, God told Abraham, he goes, I will bless you and I'll make your name great. I'll make you the father of many nations. Abraham never pursued having a great name. 
He never pursued blessing. He never pursued increase. He pursued God. He was obedient to God. Let me make this statement to you. And this is the Lord gave me this phrase this morning. And make sure I say it right. Because this is what Abraham, Abraham, he had, see, he was living and he, his father was a moon worshiper. He was from the Chaldeans. And so all of a sudden, Abraham, God calls him out and says, I want you to leave your father's house. Why, why was that important? Because you need to leave your, your perception as it pertains to who God is and who your source is. And he tells him to go to a land that I'll show you. And so what we see is God needed Abraham to change his priorities. You see, for that time, leaving your father's house is really not good. (laughs) I mean, you ever see the movie, Fiddler on the Roof? (laughs) If I were tradition, tradition, you know. My Tevia impersonation, that's... Because the whole thing is you just don't leave daddy. You don't leave your traditions. You don't leave places that may, you don't go into places that might be uncomfortable. And, and here he's, he, he's saying you need to leave this place. And, and so what the Lord spoke to me about this, about seeing things and hearing things, he said this. He says, when you shift your priorities... It will open the door for supernatural possibilities. Let me say it again. When you shift your priorities, it will open the door for supernatural possibilities. See, Abraham had to shift his priority in where he was raised so God could open a door to bring about the supernatural possibilities. But Abraham wasn't pursuing a great name. He wasn't pursuing the blessing. He was pursuing God. We always have to have things in the right order. We don't seek miracles. We seek the God that does miracles. We don't seek the blessing. We seek the blesser. We don't seek wealth. We seek the one who empowers us to get wealth. Why? Because... He has the mysteries of the kingdom. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hebrews 11. And this is verse 10. He says, and this is talking about Abraham. He says, for he was looking forward to the city which has a fixed and a firm foundation whose architect and builder is God. Talking about Abraham. For he was looking forward to the city. He was looking to something. See, he was, look, get, he was not looking to where he had come from, but I'm looking for the city, whose builder and foundation is God. What would we call Heaven. What will we call where God rules and reigns? His kingdom. 
So here, Abraham, he's looking for a city, but it's a city in whom's builder is God. You know what? I, I tried building myself a life. We, we, we can get so caught up in what we need to build for ourselves. But when I stepped and changed priorities and said, God, I don't want to end up in a place that you're not there. When I get to the end of my life, I want to know that I went to the place where you had built, that you built Justin's life. Looking for a city. I want God to be the builder of my life. I want God to build my life. Because I'm telling you, when God builds your life, it doesn't matter what the enemy throws at you. It doesn't matter what setbacks that you have against you. And you come to a place where you will be unshakable and you will be immovable. He was looking for a city whose builder and foundation is God. Verse 11, he says, because of faith, also Sarah herself received physical power to conceive a child, even when she was long past the age for it, because she considered God who had given her the promise to be reliable and trustworthy and true. So she recognized and judged God's faithful to do what he said. Now, listen, next verse. So from one man, so from one man, remember through Abraham, one man, he made a many. So from one man, Abraham, through he was physically as good as dead. There have sprung descendants whose number is as the stars of the heaven and as countless as the innumerable sands of the seashore. These people all died, controlled and sustained by their faith. What's, what's sustaining you? What's controlling you? It said they were controlled and they were sustained by their faith. Their what? What's faith? Their expectation. What they were looking after. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. These people all die controlled and sustained by their faith. But not having received the tangible fulfillment of God's promise. Only having it seen it. Seen it. And greeted it from a great distance by faith. Wow. Man, you know what they were doing? They were seeing you and I. They were seeing our day. Man. They were seeing. They were seeing the thing. Remember the prophets? They hadn't hadn't seen. They they don't have the privilege to see what we see. And it was saying they were looking to for it in faith, in expectancy. I don't know about you, but I'm looking for what God wants to do in my life, what he's going to do in this church, what he's going to do in each one of your lives. I'm looking forward to expectancy that God is open a new door for you and it's going to bring about supernatural increase. But I'm telling you, if your ears aren't open, your eyes aren't open, you're not understanding and you have the wrong priorities and you're looking at the wrong things, you'll never see the door. And if you don't see the door, you won't step into supernatural increase. So for our priorities have to shift. You're like, what does this have to do with priorities? Let's keep reading. Hmm. Thank you, Father. Verse 14. Now those people who talk as they did show plainly that they are in search of a fatherland. 
If they had been thinking with homesick remembrance of that country from which they were immigrants, they would have found constant opportunity to return to it. Meaning if what they were really searching for was a natural place, like, hey, they came from Mitchell, like they came from Crowley. (laughs) So we're, we're just looking to go back to Crowley. No, they were like, this had nothing to do with a natural place. So some of you have to stop meditating on where you came from. So where you came and what other people did to you in your past. Because, see, he was saying they were looking for a land, and they said if it was a land where they came from, then they would always long to go back for it. That's a, that's a prophetic word. you got to stop longing to go back. Stop longing to go back. Because if you're longing to go back, you haven't shifted your priorities yet. Verse 16. But the truth is... So really, what is, this, what is this about? What is Abraham talking about here? What's the truth of all this? Is that they were yearning for and aspiring to a better and a more desirable country. That is a heavenly one. For that reason, God is not ashamed to be called their God, even to be surnamed their God, to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, For he has prepared a city for them. Hallelujah. He was preparing a city for them. What we have to put as the right priority, we know is God. That's, that's, that's a given. But what were they looking for? They were yearning to see a city. And what I want to just declare this all, because I, there's more things I want to talk about, and I'll, probably get, I'll get it to them in the next service, but... There's this aspect of... They were hungry, yearning, and longing for only what heaven could bring. This word city here is not like the city here, but if you look it up in the if you look it up in the, the Greek, it's referring to the heavenly kingdom. We need to become heaven conscious. We need to become glory of God conscious. When was the last time that you said, Lord, I can't wait to be with you? I'm not talking about dying and I'm not I'm not I'm talking about but what is what is your greatest priority today is it just to see what you can do in your earthly walk or are you hungry for what heaven wants to produce in your earthly walk experience heaven on earth where the 
where the, the, that when you start thinking about it, just the presence of God just comes in. Wow. I'm opening a new door that will bring supernatural increase like never before. Everything that you need is going to come from Him. We need to shift our priorities so we can step, in that, step into that door so supernatural increase can be a possibility. Everyone stand to your feet. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We praise you, Father. We thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Father. You are faithful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. You're faithful. Thank you, Father. When you shift your priorities, you'll open the door for supernatural possibilities. Lord, as a church family, we make a decision to shift our priorities. looking to you we're looking at things from an eternal mindset eternal perspective oh we know in your word you said our life is but a whisper of vapor we're here today and we're gone tomorrow my prayer father is my personal life as a pastor is Let your will that's in heaven let it be in me. Let it be in this church. Let it be in every family. Father, that we would just be carriers of
It's the word that just came up in my heart that it's a word that we need to come to understand and know. Because really it's in our life, it's really meant either the great things that we've seen God do or just ordinary, not sure what that was all about kind of thing. And the difference between the two things for me personally, speaking from for me, is what I yielded to. You know, what you yield to will either bring your greatest defeat or it will bring your greatest victory. Life doesn't stop. (laughs) But yet life is made up of choices. And it's those things that you're going to yield to. And I make a declaration that as a church body, we're going to yield to the power of God the anointing of God, the grace of God, the word of God. Make the decision like Abraham said, I'm going to yield. See, you're either going to go back or you're going to go forward. Make a decision. You know what? I'm going to yield. What I want God to do in my life. If that's your desire, just lift your hand. Lord, you see every hand raised. You see every heart raised. a release in my heart because I I know the Lord's ministering to each one of us. And this is not just a message that you hear and and you just forget about because the Lord is carrying us to. Dr. Savell will be ministering next week in the 11 o'clock service and Eric will be ministering in the 9 o'clock service. But I want you to go back and listen to this again because what Dr. Savell is going to release to us is from heaven's perspective. Thank you, Father. Just make that commitment to make a shift in your priorities. I think if I had an altar call, if we everyone honest, we'd be running to this altar. That sometimes we get our priorities out of line.